0: Welcome in. It's good to see you on a Friday. It feels like this week kind of took forever. I don't know about you, but man, it uh, feels good to finally get to a Friday. And I'm glad that you're with me. And today we're talking baseball. couple of things that I want to get to. First, of course, Ole Miss lost last night to LSU in the series opener. Uh, As I understand it, if I remember correctly, that is their fourth series opening loss in a row. Uh, tight spot these next two games. Uh, Ole Miss is in this weekend, so we'll look at the loss. There's a couple of things that happened in the game that are having uh, that, that people are questioning. And I know after last Sunday at Mississippi State, when Mike Bianco did not go to Broadway when he went to to Mallets and it didn't work out, and Ole Miss lost on Sunday, a lot of people were critical of that decision, and that's happening again. But it's a little bit different now, and I'll explain coming up. Uh, a little bit later we got some attendance news from the NCAA as far as uh, regionals go and it doesn't really make any sense and of course Mississippi State Vanderbilt gets underway tonight um the pressure is completely off Mississippi State we'll get to that uh coming up here in a little bit but first before we get into all that real quick if you're watching on stream good to see you glad that you're with me I do go live every morning at eight o'clock uh 25, 30 minutes or so, depending on what the content is uh, for the day. So I do this every morning to complement the radio show. Uh, This does get uploaded in podcast form. So if you can't watch this every day, um, Mike in the Morning is where you can find it on iTunes. Just My Name will also turn up results in Spotify. So subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review while you're there. Also find the YouTube channel. It's just my name. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow me on all of social media. So if you have uh, followed me or my work for a while, you know that uh, I also, so on top of the radio show and this and the Sunday show, uh, I have to do a thrice weekly um, Ole Miss exclusive conversation podcast. That is something that uh, was, was handed to me um, right before football season last year, if I remember correctly. And so the the first few minutes of this are going to serve as that so if you are also a listener of that podcast um going to be a bit redundant today because i'm going to clip what i'm going to say about this game what happened last night and use it again for that podcast i just uh i am stretched very very thin and i think that talking twice about the same game would be a waste of my time so please forgive me for the redundancy but i think uh, at least i hope you guys would understand that um, it would just be unnecessary. I mean, to to talk about this game and all that stuff, and then to just do it again, just doesn't make sense. So, um, that's how it's going to be. So, if you listen to that podcast and you see it uploaded today, it's going to be the same thing you're about to hear. So, just uh, just keep that in mind. All right, Ole Miss loses its fourth straight series opener this time at the hands of LSU, five to four was the final, and it was really a three spot in the top of the seventh. That changed everything for LSU. So a little box score house cleaning. Uh, LSU got two runs in the first on Derek Diamond. More on that uh, here in a little bit. Um, But it wasn't because of Diamond. Awful defense, and he also had an error himself in that inning, but awful defense behind him led to two unearned LSU runs in the top of the first. Ole Miss responded with a home run in the bottom of the first, another home run in the bottom of the fourth. That game was tied at two until the sixth inning where Ole Miss scored two in the bottom of the sixth, and then LSU responded immediately in top seven with a three spot, and that was your game. Five to four was the final. Hitters for Ole Miss, Jacob Gonzalez had a hit. He was one for four with two RBIs. That was a big home run in that spot. Kevin Graham had that solo shot. Uh, Justin Bench had a couple of hits. McCants had one. Leatherwood had one before he was knocked out of the game. Don't know the extent of that injury right now. We'll see if he's in the lineup tonight, but that looked nasty uh, out there in right center field, a collision between he and McCants and uh, got his ankle caught up underneath McCants when they were colliding uh, for a play. And uh, he's been really hot lately and we'll, we'll see if uh, he's able to continue. Cale Baker had three hits on the night. He is uh, solidified that spot in the lineup. So when he came back from that injury, and he was immediately inserted in the lineup. The question, at least we asked on the radio show, was, can he prove that he belongs there? Because up until that point, he hadn't proved that he belonged there. He has responded since that injury. So he had a nice night. Uh, on the mound for old Miss, Derek Diamond was just excellent considering the situation that he was put in. He did not know he was going to start yesterday until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and he also pitched in the midweek. And... Uh, he pitched against Mississippi State, and, and it didn't look great on Friday, and he lost his Sunday starting job. So you can imagine stepping into this game, um, probably lacking in confidence some, and he was great. So he pitched six complete, um, gave up three runs, one of which was earned, and that run scored after he was taken out of the game. He was trotted out in the seventh. Uh, you know, maybe you can question that, uh, gave up a double. And that run scored, but six complete, one earned run, four strikeouts. He was absolutely excellent in a difficult spot, and Ole Miss wasted it again. I mean, just another really good Friday night performance that Ole Miss just absolutely wasted. Considering that spot, he was great, and um, and it just didn't matter. It just didn't matter. Didn't play good enough defense behind him, uh, left too many runners on base, and Broadway, your best bullpen arm, couldn't seal the deal. Uh, um, just another really nice, wasted Friday night start. The story of the game, aside from losing the game itself, was the lack of Gunnar Hoagland. Uh, no Gunnar Hoagland for Ole Miss. We got the news um, during the radio show. We actually you know, broke it uh, live that Gunnar Hoagland was a scratch, that he was not going to be pitching last night. And, of course, everybody had a bunch of questions. Uh, Richard wasn't initially told why, I just was told that he will not be in the lineup. Shortly thereafter, I was told that uh, it was arm stiffness, and so we got that out there, and then that report was confirmed by Old Miss that it was um, arm stiffness. Nobody seems overly concerned. In fact, there is uh, a chance that you even see him at some point this weekend. Uh, said that he threw a bullpen this week and was just a little tight, and that's it. Uh, they don't seem overly concerned, like I said. Um, it was tightness earlier in the week and they didn't make that decision until three o'clock yesterday to scratch him. I know there are examples in the past of, of guys having arm tightness or something like that. And it it lasts a while Ole Miss and Mississippi state fans, both if you're listening to this uh, have seen that in the past, but the initial feeling around this situation is that it's not long-term. Like I said, There's even thought, there's conversation that um, he might still make an appearance this weekend at some point. So arm stiffness, uh, nobody seems to be overly concerned. It did lead to a scratch last night, and I had a bunch of people asking why. I mean, when we were talking about it on the radio show yesterday, we had a couple people say, if it's not that big of a deal, why didn't he pitch? Well, it's a really simple answer, and I'm sure a lot of you already know this answer, but... I was asked. so um, Because he is soon to be a top 15 pick. He is a couple months away from being a millionaire. Life-altering money is on the way if he just shows up healthy. And so if there is even an ounce of discomfort, if there is anything with him at all involving his arm or his ability to pitch, that is even slightly off for whatever reason, even if it's nothing, if it's a big deal, if it's no deal, if he is slightly off at all, you don't run him out there because he's got millions of dollars, life-altering money on the way, and good luck getting another Gunnar Hoagland if you threw him out there when he was uncomfortable and it led to something worse. Good luck getting another one because you won't. If your reputation is you don't take care of your arms, if, Guy's a little uncomfortable if he's a little tight, but you make him pitch because you gotta have that win on Friday night. Good luck getting another Gunnar Hoagland. Um it, it wouldn't happen. Um, but where it is, it's no big deal. We'll see if if that actually uh, comes to fruition. Uh, you wasted Diamond, but but offense was really the story. So we'll get to Broadway in a second. Offense was uh, the story for Old Miss. Now I know that Landon Marceau is a really good pitcher, but Ole Miss jumped on him. I mean, they scored four runs on Landon Marceau. Uh, Three home runs led to it. They jumped on him, uh, but they had the door shut in their face late in the game. Ole Miss left, if I have the count correctly, 13 batters on base. Gonzalez left two, Graham left three, Bench left one, McCants left two, Baker left one, Harris left three carry the two that's 13 runners left on base for Ole Miss last night it is not a bullpen decision it is not Gunnar Hoagland being out Ole Miss lost the game last night because they played terrible defense in the first that led to two LSU runs and they could not get the clutch hit and LSU could last Sunday Mississippi State got the clutch hit Last night, LSU gets the clutch hit. Ole Miss, 13 men left on base. Uh, Gonzalez had that key home run, but couldn't do it again. Couldn't get that next clutch hit to win the game last night, and it cost him. That's your story. That's your ball game. It's nothing else. It's not mismanagement. It's not Hoagland being out. It is simply players, good, the, the best offense in the SEC statistically, good hitters just couldn't get it done last night um i will not criticize the broadway decision bringing him in in that moment or not bunning McCants in the ninth i will not criticize either one of those decisions like i told you guys on monday um Believe it or not, I'm remarkably consistent in terms of my position on things. I would like to think that that is my best attribute in this business. I don't have very many good ones. In fact, this might be my only one, but I know that I'm pretty consistent. And I said on Monday that going to Mallets instead of Broadway against Mississippi State on Sunday, that was not a hindsight. It didn't work. Now I think it's stupid thing. In the moment, that wasn't the right decision. In the moment... If he would have gone to Broadway then and it didn't work, I would not have criticized it because he's your best arm. You hadn't used him all weekend. If it didn't work, it didn't work because sometimes it just doesn't. But that would have been the right decision. Last night, going to Broadway in that moment was the right decision. It's a concern. In fact, it's a it's a problem that he's your only truly, really reliable bullpen arm you've got. There are some guys that have shown you some flashes in limited action, but when you need outs, when you want to win a game, it's Taylor Broadway for Ole Miss. He's got electric stuff. He's really good in that role. I mean, he's a high-level, I mean, multiple-inning closer in college baseball. He's one of the best. There are not many guys out there that you would trade Taylor Broadway for. There happens to be one at Mississippi State. But you would not trade Taylor Broadway for most everybody else in college baseball in that role. Going to him last night was the right decision. You had a two-run lead. There's a guy on second. That was the right call. It was the exact right call. I am not going to criticize Mike Bianco today for making the right call. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes your elite-level bullpen arm, for some reason, gives up a handful of runs in the lead in in a spot where you trust nobody more than him. That just happens sometimes. So if there is, I I didn't see it myself. I'm sure there are people out there, though, that are criticizing going to Broadway. No, that was the right move. It just didn't work. Mismanagement was not the issue last night. I'm also not going to criticize the bunting, runner on first and second with no out in the ninth, uh, and your true freshman McCants uh, at the plate, who's a 300 hitter. I'm not going to criticize that move either, because I mean, unless call me crazy. But if you bunt McCants, and you're not 100% sure that that would work out anyway. I mean, we don't know. Maybe he's not very good at bunting, which, you know, maybe you can criticize that. But maybe you're not confident he can lay one down anyway. And on top of that, what would stop LSU from when you bunt runners over, if you do it successfully, just putting Plumlee on first? What What's stopping them from doing that? If it was Leatherwood, maybe. If it was Leatherwood, maybe. And, you know, Baker was having a good night, so maybe LSU doesn't do that because they don't want to get to Baker. But, I mean, McCants is a good hitter. He's a really good hitter. There's no outs in the ninth. I I just – this team all year long has not relied on sacrifice bunting. They don't do it, really. It's just not their thing. They have statistically – the best offense in the SEC overall, you have, albeit a freshman, a good hitter at the plate. I would prefer McCants to hit in that moment than not. If it was Leatherwood behind him, that's different. But it was Plumlee, whose OPS is really good. But if it was Leatherwood, who's been as hot as he is, maybe that changes things some. But McCants is a good hitter. I am not going to criticize Mike Bianco for not butting a 330 hitter with runners on first and second and no out in a one run game. I'm not going to do it. You're free to do that. Again, I mean, of course, you can do what you want. You don't have to come to me for criticism advice, but I'm not going to do that here. I was highly critical of Mike Bianco on Monday to the point where uh, I got the response of, well, We'll fire him, and who are you going to hire? So it turned into that conversation. Um, because that was a bad decision with Mallets on Sunday against Mississippi State, regardless of the outcome. Going to Broadway when he did was the right move. It just didn't work. Not bunting a 330 hitter with runners on first and second and no out, I think that's the right move. And I'm not going to criticize that. It just didn't work. It simply, it just did not work. And that happens sometimes in in baseball. If Ole Miss hadn't lost three series in a row and three Friday nights in a row, this would be one of those things where you're just like, man, it's baseball. You get beat sometimes, move on, get them the next two. This game, the, the reaction that you've gotten to this game, the people that are fired up and mad, is because it's another squandered opportunity on Friday night with a really good outing, this time from Derek Diamond. It's another game where your opponent made the clutch hit when it mattered and you couldn't come through. But in a vacuum, this is the definition. This game is the textbook definition of the phrase that some people hate. That's baseball. Last night for Ole Miss, man, that's baseball. You have your best bullpen arm in the game and he blows a lead. Th- that's baseball. That's baseball. You have a 330 hitter on, and your highest OPS active player on the team with runners on first and second and no out, and they both get out. That's baseball. I mean, that just happens in this game. So in a vacuum, that's baseball. But we don't exist in a vacuum, and I certainly understand why people are upset and mad this morning, because that's your fourth straight – Friday night, air quotes, series opening loss. It's another game where you squandered a great start. You left 13 runners on base in the first inning, just played crap defense behind your struggling, or at least he was struggling going into this game. Pitcher who had to get put into the lineup, I mean, a couple hours before the game, he learned that he was starting last night, and you blew it. That's frustrating, but there there's nothing to me. There's nothing to criticize Mike Bianco for in this. There was on Sunday. Nothing here. Your best pitcher just didn't make the pitches. A three thirty hitter got out. I'm not bunting a three thirty hitter. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. Uh, The highest OPS on your team struck out, and that's baseball. Excuse my language, please. But shit happens. And that's what last night was for uh, Ole Miss. They are in pressure territory, though. Uh, I mean, tonight's game, just like game two against Mississippi State, Doug Nikhazy, man, I mean, the pressure's all on his shoulders tonight. He's got to deliver. Ole Miss cannot afford to lose this series because then at that point they'd be in a free fall. Uh, I mean, you'd be – the conversation would turn from – Who are they going to be across from to they might not be hosting anymore? I mean, you have got to win this series. So all the pressure is on Nikhazy tonight. All the pressure is on Ole Miss tonight. It's starting to ramp up a little bit. They've got to deliver. I mean, they have absolutely. They've got to deliver. And it starts with Nikhazy, who you couldn't ask for anybody better in this role, but it's got to work. There's no margin for error this weekend anymore. It's a team that you're better than. You should be. It's a team that you should take a series from. They got to go do it and they got to back end it. Also, they need uh, John Rice Plumlee in the lineup every day. John Rice Plumlee needs to be in the lineup every day. I don't care what side or what arm the pitcher uses. He needs to be in the lineup every day. That play he made last night to save a run. Um, the double at second, he is the best pure outfielder they have. He's a plus and then some defender. And when you look at hitting for him right now, it's a smaller sample size, but he's got an OPS that is second on the team to Tim Elko. So he's got the highest OPS on the team. He's got a four digit OPS and he's hitting 324 again in a small sample size. He's slugging at 500 i mean th- this is a guy that gives you plus defense and obviously he's doing well enough in a small sample size to have a high level ops the highest on the team a 320 hitter that needs to be in your lineup every day because right now and i think it's a really simple solution what you sh- what you do or what i think you should do or can do anyway you could either slap him at center and maybe D.H. McCants or move Kevin Graham to first and D.H. Baker and put McCants in left. I think Plumley needs to be your center fielder, personally, uh, but he needs to be in the lineup every day. I think it's a really simple solution. You you D.H. You DH McCants or, or you D.H. Cale Baker, and insert Plumley in your lineup every day because the play he made last night underscores why you need his defense because Ole Miss is not good defensively in the outfield right now without him, and also he hits. He hits, and, and right now your options at, um, at DH aren't good. I mean, there, there's no good option right now, so solve that by putting Plumley in your everyday lineup. Um, he belongs there. He absolutely belongs there, um, and not because he plays piano and also football. He belongs there because he turns out kid can play baseball. Um, so he needs to be there. He needs to be there for sure. Uh, John and, uh, and Craig, I'll get to your comments uh, real quick, though. I do want to mention Mississippi State-Vanderbilt tonight. Um, Pressure is completely off Mississippi State. Just, just completely off. Um, it's it's a free shot. Now, is a national seed maybe on the line? I think losing, say, two out of three in Nashville, is. The, I mean, that won't kill your shot at a national seed at all. So that's why I think the pressure is completely off Mississippi State. They can play loose. They can play carefree. This is a free shot weekend. Expectations don't need to be high. It's Vanderbilt. It's tough. It's on the road. If you get one, you come home happy, all good. Everything's all good. Um, So pressure's completely off uh, Mississippi State this weekend, but they're going to have to play games the same way they played at least two of them against Ole Miss. It's going to be close games. Runs are going to be at a premium. But I like the team's mental makeup to win games like that. I think they are perfectly suited mentally to play a series like this one. Low scoring. Um, It's going to be a battle for three days. And uh, it's a free shot, though. I mean, just a completely free shot. So looking forward to that getting started tonight. Uh, of course, I'll be able to talk about at least the first two games on the Sunday show. Old Miss's series will be completely done. But um, just a free shot for Mississippi State. I- I'm going to keep using that phrase because I think that's what it is. Pressure's completely off. Low-scoring games. Got a ton of momentum. Um, Tim Corbin is releasing statements. Uh, clearly... Thinly-veiled statements, really upset with his university administration for not letting fans, more fans, into the stadium. Sadly, I think the Whistler's still going to be there. I don't know. But I think he's going to still be there, unfortunately, for you guys. Um, I will be watching on mute. <laughs> I will not subject myself to the torture that is the Vandy Whistler. I'm sorry. I, I would love to be able to... To listen to that game and, and the announcer crews, I don't know who they are uh, at Vanderbilt. But not doing it, I'm not doing it. So uh, I'll have it on, just like I said, uh, on mute, because I can't hear that. It drives me up a wall. So we also got uh, reporting yesterday that attendance for regionals will be capped at 50%. Now, Ole Miss has bigger problems right now than an attendance cap on regionals. they got to make sure they can host one at this point. but. Um, Fifty percent will be the cap, and not to go into like a, a COVID truther rant. That's not really my style. Um, at least I don't think so. Might be, but in their state or in the in the reporting, they said the NCAA is going to cap attendance at fifty percent or less because the schools have to listen to their local health and safety guidelines. So the NCAA apparently has decided that only certain health and safety guidelines are appropriate uh, to be considered. So Old Miss, Mississippi State, Texas is pretty wide open. Um, Florida will be if they're not. Arkansas will be if they're not. Um, apparently our health and safety guidelines um, are not adequate. Even though the case numbers in Mississippi are excellent and going down, that is an outdoor event two months away, and by then everybody that wants a vaccine will have been able to get one ten times over. The vaccine rollout in this state has been great. I mean, you, you got to give credit where it's due. The accessibility, the the process, has been great. I have heard nothing but positive. Feedback from everybody. Skeptical people, people that maybe didn't want the vaccine, that have gotten it and said the process was easy. Their car never stopped, even though it was a big line. They got the vaccine. They feel okay. Everything's good. It's readily accessible in this state, in many other states, at least in the South. Making that decision now to cap attendance at 50% all the way up to the College World Series. It's just nonsense. Outside events, vaccine available, two months down the road. But that's the NCAA for you. They're going to cap Omaha at 50%. You have businesses. I know some of you guys have been around that stadium, around the area, that depend on those two weeks in Omaha really to, to make their money. It's great for them, isn't it? After they didn't get the tournament last year, you're going to cut the amount of people in town in half and then some. It's great. That's great. Could be a big economic boost here in, in the state of Mississippi, but no, can't have that, can we? That's that's great. Yeah. <sighs> that's frustrating. I, I understand. I I completely fully understand why football was capped. Case numbers were high back then. Vaccine wasn't available back then. I get that. I have no qualms about that. This? It's nonsense. It's, it's just nonsense. All right. Uh, Craig says the umpire was so inconsistent with inside pitch to left-handed batters. Yeah, he was kind of all over the place. Um, it didn't help or hurt Ole Miss or LSU. It was kind of the same thing for both. But you guys know me. I'm a proponent of robot umpires because I don't like batters. And they were last night. Both Ole Miss and LSU batters did not really know what would be a strike. I don't want hitters up there guessing what may or may not be a strike, swinging at bad pitches because they think that's what the umpires calling. I don't like that part of baseball. I know the purists love the human element or whatever. But when you've got guys swinging at bad pitches like you saw multiple times last night because that's what the guy called earlier in the game, I don't like that. I want the strike zone to be the strike zone and it to be unflappable. It's the strike zone. If it's out of it, I don't care what the ump likes or not, it is a ball. LSU batters and Ole Miss batters both dealt with it last night, and I, I think that's frustrating. It shouldn't take you three innings to figure out what the strike zone is. I, I hate that part of baseball. All baskets are 10 feet tall. Every football field from goalpost to goal post is 120 yards long. If you kick a football and it goes between those posts, the field goal is good. Why is it in baseball that it's kind of, eh, I kind of like them inside. So that's a, you know, that's going to be a strike, even though you're not trained to think that's a strike. I think that's crap. But anyway, John says uh, three things. Pels win convincingly. Yeah, they kicked Orlando's you know what, last night. That was a team that had lost three really close games in a row, two in overtime. I was telling my wife this morning, they played pissed off last night, and uh, they took it out. Um, They took it out on Orlando for sure. Uh, He says, Dustin, I mean Derek Diamond taking a shot at Flow Sports. I hear you. Flow Sports in Arlington, they called Derek Diamond, Dustin, at least three times in his start. (sighs) <sighs> the late Dustin Diamond. But uh, spells, quality, start, great command last night. Yeah, I mean, that that in that spot was excellent, considering where he's been and how frustrating of a season he's had and, and frankly, not very good. I mean, he's, his stuff is good, but he has not been good this year at all. To get a late notice on a start and to perform like that, it's pretty admirable. And uh, he said Bianco goes with his best arm out of the pen to face his son in the seventh. Yeah, his son made a boneheaded mistake too, didn't he? Why are you tagging up from first to second on a – what are you doing there? On a fly ball to right field, you're tagging up from first to second when all you have to do is just stand on the base and you score a run. You don't have to go anywhere. I <laughs> mean, what are you doing? Uh. But yeah, Uh, Kyle says, should Broadway only be used in the ninth with no runners on? Uh, No, I I think that was the right call. It just it just didn't work. Um, Putting him in in that spot was the right decision. It just it just didn't work. Uh, What a state have to do to win one of two versus a rocker and lighter. Um, So rocker is going to be tougher tonight. I think they have a better chance at winning tomorrow, actually. Laters kind of showed that he's human. But what Mississippi State has to do is what they did to Ole Miss on Friday and on Sunday, for the most part. I mean, Ole Miss got really three pretty great starts against Mississippi State, but just work them a little bit. That That's the key. See multiple pitches. Work them some. Don't swing. If you get first-pitch fastball, maybe don't swing at it. I know with those two guys, it seems counterintuitive because if they're giving you something you can hit right away, you probably should jump on that. But I'd work them a little bit. Try to get uh, to Vanderbilt's pen some, just like you did with Ole Miss. Uh, that'll be the key uh, to him winning. But it's really about Mississippi State starters as well. Can you match what Vanderbilt will give you? Can you have six complete innings with one earned run and get to your bullpen in the seventh or eighth with, with no damage done? I mean, that's going to be the key because I think that these are – we are going to see, and now that I've said this, Mississippi State's going to win eleven to ten tonight. I think these are going to be three really low scoring games, like th- four to three, three to two, stuff like that. Runs are going to be at a premium, so it's all about. It's not so much about what can Mississippi State do to hit those two guys. I think it's more about can Mississippi State starters match what those two guys are going to be able to do because I think State in the bullpen has a, an advantage over Vanderbilt, albeit probably a very small one. But I think the first few guys out of state's pen are a little bit better than the first few guys out of Vanderbilt's pen. So that's going to be their window of opportunity, just like what you saw, especially Sunday, but Friday and Sunday uh, against Ole Miss. So it's a big one tonight. I can't wait to watch it. I mean, it those are going to be fast baseball games, man, like two and a half hours long. Um, I can't wait to watch that series tonight, especially. So you've got a ton of pressure on Doug Nikhazy and Ole Miss tonight. You've got no pressure. Uh, Carefree or what should be a carefree Mississippi State team tonight with all the momentum and a free shot on the road at Vanderbilt. They get one. That's great. Come home and keep on plugging. But if you told me they won the series, I would not be at all surprised the way they're playing right now. And Vanderbilt's kind of come back to earth anyway. Um anyway so gone a little bit long I'm gonna go get a run before a run in before the rain comes and uh, you guys enjoy your baseball tonight thank you so much for uh, for tuning in for for the long stream this morning and uh, enjoy your baseball and uh, I'll talk to you guys again on Sunday morning